me. Maybe by next Christmas you'll have a home. Merry Christmas, my angel. sack at the orphanage. What do we do? So, Santa had a decision to make. Fortunately, when it comes to babies, Santa's a, a pushover. So Buddy stayed with a, an older elf who had always wanted a child, but had been so committed to building toys, he, he well, had forgotten to, to settle down. Santa! Yes, yes, I, I raised Buddy. I was his adopted father. Though a Buddy grew twice as fast, he... He wasn't any different from the other children. <laughs> Too fast, Bucky. I mean, not, not really. Now, before we learn how to build the latest in extreme graphic chipset processors, let's recite the code of the elves, shall we? Number one. Treat every day like Christmas. Number two. There's room for everyone on the nice list. Number three. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Buddy, I, I think there's something I probably should tell you. You should, probably should have found out a, a long, a long time ago. I then proceeded to tell Buddy of how his father had fallen in love when he was very young with a beautiful girl named Susan Wells and how Buddy was born and put up for adoption by his mother and how she had later passed away. I, I told him his father had never even known that Buddy was born. And most importantly, I told him where his father was in, in a magical land called New York City. I'll, I'll, always, uh, I'll always be here for you. Bye-bye. 
buddy. Hope you find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. Bye. All right. <clears throat> so welcome to Christmas at the Movies again. I am your pastor, Dan the Elf. And uh, I want to share with you real quick before we dive in. This is a secret. Uh, they don't, I don't know how many of you people know this, but you know Ralphie from A Christmas Story? He's actually this elf in the red hat and glasses in the movie Elf. Did you know that? Now you know. You can go to the next slide. Isn't that cool? So Kent got me this hat this week. Very kind of him, I think. And he also got me these. Um, Buddy the Elf, we'll call them very thin shorts. And uh, I am not going to be wearing these today. But I wanted to show them to you. Thanks, Kent. I think, wherever you are. So, today's movie is Elf. It's been, uh, it's kind of a, a recent movie. It came out in 2003, but it's already become a, a classic for a lot of people. I know Rachel loves it, and she makes me watch it every year, though it is pretty funny. The movie Elf. Um, so, the story starts, as you saw, with a little baby, okay? And uh, the baby sneaks into Santa's bag, ends up at the North Pole, and then he's adopted by Papa Elf, isn't he? by, uh, what's his name, Bob Newhart, right? He's adopted by Papa Elf, Bob Newhart, and it makes me think about adoption, okay? And when I think about adoption, I think about how all of us as Christians, when we give our lives to Jesus, we are then adopted. Can you look at me with a straight face? We are adopted into the family of God. Did you know that? You're adopted, and I'm adopted. When we're Christians, we become adopted to the family of God, and we become God's child. It's an amazing, a miraculous a salvation process that takes place. But it's not over yet. It's not done yet. After we become adopted, that's not the end of the story, because uh, as we saw, what Buddy does is he starts on a mission, doesn't he? Do you want this, Chris? Okay. His buddy starts, I mean, not to wear, never mind. But he starts on a mission. He finds out that his uh, biological father uh, is on the naughty list. Okay? And so what he wants to do, well, he has work to do. Okay? He goes to this magical place of New York City and he goes to be a missionary, essentially, in New York, spreading Christmas cheer, the good news of Christmas and Santa, with his dad. And he wants to try and convince his dad to believe he's kind of an evangelist, a missionary in the world of New York City. And he's spreading Christmas cheer to everyone he encounters. And that. That's kind of like us. So we're adopted into God's family. We become his kids. But that's not over. Then it's not over. Our, our work begins. Our missionary journey begins. And we are called. We are commanded to go into the world like Buddy the Elf. And to spread Christmas cheer. To tell people about the, the hope, the birth of Jesus. And what he did for them. And what he did for us. And uh, with everybody that we meet. 
Okay, so just a couple quick thoughts to get us started on adoption and being missionaries in the world, spreading Christmas cheer. That's what Buddy the Elf is about, and that's what we want to be about too. Now let's take a look. Let's watch to see what Buddy the Elf does in this foreign land. Okay, roll it. And don't you know it's cockatiel? Every time it rains, it rains. Don't you know? Hey, Baba Hobart. Ooh, Baba Hobart. Ooh, I knew I'd get you. I knew I'd get you. Let's go, Looks like a Christmas tree. <gasps> Sorry I can't ride with you the rest of the way up, but this is where my dad works. Well, have a good time. Oh, I forgot to give you a hug. It's a Christmas gram. I want one. I think we should call security. Good idea. I like to whisper too. Passion fruit spray? Fruit spray? Sure. Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. It's time for the announcement. Okay. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Santa here? I know him. I know him. He'll be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah. Just keep your receipts. 10 a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. Yes. Can you sign this for me? Oh, hi. Santa's coming. You are very good at decorating that tree. Why are you messing with me? Did Krampa put you up to this? I'm not messing with you. It's just nice to meet another human who shares my affinity for elf culture. I'm just trying to get through the holidays. Get through? Christmas is the greatest day in the whole wide world! Please stop talking to me. Uh-oh. Sounds like someone needs to sing a Christmas carol. No way. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Thanks, but I don't sing. Oh, it's easy. It's just like talking. Except louder and longer and you move your voice up and down. I can sing, but I just choose not to sing. Especially in front of other people. Well, if you sing alone, you can sing in front of other people. There's no difference. Actually, there's a big difference. No, th no there isn't. Wait. I'm singing. I'm in a store and I'm singing. 
I'm in a store and I'm singing. Hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, it's not. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. See? I plan out our whole day. First, we'll make snow angels for two hours, and then we'll go ice skating, and then we'll eat a whole roll of Toll House cookie dough as fast as we can, and then, to finish, we'll snuggle. I I've got to go to work, buddy. You're fast. I'm glad I cut up to you. I waited five hours for you. Why is your coat so big? So, good news. I saw a dog today. Have you seen a dog? You probably have. How was school? Was it fun? Did you get a lot of homework? Huh? Do you have any friends? Do you have a best friend? Does he have a big coat? Lots of snow and ice Everywhere we go Choir singing carols Right outside my door How are we going to get the star on top? I got it. All right, if you're taking notes, there's a little insert in your bulletin. You can write this down for the first thought. We want to treat every day like Christmas. Treat every day like Christmas. Solomon says in Proverbs 17, a cheerful heart is good medicine. You ever heard that? A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Boy, isn't that true? Cheerful heart is medicine. Treat every day like Christmas. Uh, one of my favorite things about this movie is just how zany Will Ferrell is. Uh, and clean, too. So it's a, it's a good family movie. But he has this unending, uh, exuberant heart of encouragement and excitement and bottomless joy. That he just can't not share with the people around him. He's just so filled to the brim with joy, it's just bursting out of him. And everybody around him is like, uh, you're kind of weird, dude. But he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Uh, not everything is, in, not everybody is into um, what he's saying, what, what he's about. You know, it's easy to spread Christmas cheer around Christmas. It's easy to be very cheerful and happy around the holidays because there's a lot of happy, um, cheerful things going on. But it's, it's harder to do the rest of the year when, okay, you get back to work and back to the flow of life and back to things being, life being life. And the difficulties and the struggles and the trials and temptations that face you. But Buddy the Elf, all year round, he doesn't care how other people react to him. He doesn't care uh, what people are going to do. He is just nonstop going to share the positive positivity that he has with other people. Because Buddy is so confident in his hope. And Buddy is so uh, confident in his joy of Christmas and Santa that he's not going to let anybody or anything stop him and get down, squash his happiness. And we need to be like that too. Uh, treating everybody uh, with encouragement. Uh, I love how uh, one author in the Bible says, encourage one another and build each other up. Are we doing that? Do we have this joy that flows out of us like Buddy the Elf? Uh, Paul says this in Ephesians 4. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. 
Are your words an encouragement to the people around you? Or are you flowing, uh, what's flowing out of your mouth? Is it hate speech and bitterness and just anger and cussing out the driver in front of you while you're driving to church? Like this morning, Rachel, on our way? Just kidding. We didn't do that. But all of your life, we want to be filled with (laughs) this infectious personality of Buddy the Elf. Raise your hand if you've seen Elf, the movie. Okay, so a lot of you, well, some of you have it. I encourage you all to watch it with your family this week. Uh, if, if you want a DVD copy, I can let you borrow mine. Uh, Jim borrowed mine this week. Was it good, Jim? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. He's just got this infectious personality. You can't stop watching because the joy is just flowing out of him. And Buddy's joy, he's got this hope and this peace and this love and this happiness no matter what in the world is going on around him. No matter what difficulties present themselves, no matter what trials or how people negatively react to him. But Buddy's joy comes from Santa, okay, who's, I don't know if there's any kids in here who don't know yet, but Santa is uh, pretend and... He has this great hope. I'm sorry, Hannah, I didn't mean to spoil. Spoiler alert. Just kidding. When Buddy the Elf, I love that part. He's like, Santa's coming at 10 o'clock. Santa! I know him! I know him! He's coming! And the other people are like, dude, what are you even doing? Like, they just want to walk away. And they're just so, um, they think he's nuts. They think he's nuts. A lot of people in this movie think he's nuts. But if he has that much passion, that much joy and hope for something that's not even real, how much more should we have hope and peace and joy and love in our lives for something that is real? Amen? For Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Jesus, I know him. It's what we should be saying to people. I know him. Personally, Jesus. We have the Savior of the universe on our side. We have uh, the one true God of the universe. Jesus' Father fighting for us, forgiving us, loving us, bringing us back into a right relationship with Him, uh, taking away the punishment for our sin. These things are real. And sometimes, do you know, we can get uh, in our minds, it's just become so normalized. Now it's Christmas again. Oh yeah, Jesus in a baby manger. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, And yeah, Jesus died for my sins. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, we've heard it so many times that sometimes it, it loses, it begins to lose its effect. And I don't want that to happen to us. This whole movie, Buddy the Elf, the joy never wanes. Not for one second. He is like on steroids for, for Christmas, this whole movie. And I want my life to be that. Not that we're always happy, but we can't always have joy in the dark times, in the frustrating times. We have a truth that is much more than a pretend hope. And we are called to share that joy. Anybody go see Star Wars this weekend? Me and Jim. All right. 
Well, some people, there's a lot of people going to see Star Wars or whatever new movie thing is out in the next few months or few years. Or if you go to a restaurant, you're like, oh, this restaurant is amazing. I'm going to check in here on Facebook and tell everybody how awesome it was and the food. You got to get this. We share things that excite us. We share, oh, you got to go see this movie. You got to go to this place. You got to go to this food. You got to go whatever. To this amusement park. We share what we are excited about. We share what we, are, we find joy in. Because we can't help but share because we love it so much. And don't let Jesus for you become that thing where you stop sharing. And you stop overflowing with joy. We have an eternal hope. And, and Jesus for a day when there will be no more crying, no more suffering, no more sickness, no more pain, no more tears. My dad is in the hospital again. He went in the hospital last night, and he's, uh, they, Alan thinks he's dehydrated. Um, so we're going to go down to Miami Valley and see him today. He was transferred there about 4 in the morning this morning. And I don't know about you, but I long for the day when there is no more sickness and no more brain tumors and no more cancer and no more arthritis and no more dementia and, and no more death. And we have a hope that conquers all of that. We have a hope that transcends every uh, thing in this fallen world to a kingdom that will be perfect. A kingdom with God and Jesus dwelling with us in perfect bodies. Amen? Amen. Where we can eat all the Christmas food we want and not get fat. Amen? Amen. Somebody, Chris and Michelle, just gave me a big bucket of yummies this morning. And uh, Marilyn Leitner, is she here this morning? Last week or the week before, she gave me, I mean, it had to be 10 pounds of cookies and baklava. And t- I mean, it was heavy. And anyway, maybe I'm talking too much about food. But there will be a day coming when none of these earthly things will matter. And if we can't have hope and joy and share that truth with people what are we doing if he can get that excited about something that's not even real we need to get excited about things that are real and he's always smiling what's he say why why are you smiling so much i just like smiling smiling's my favorite and the guy's like make work your favorite all right (laughs) i love that line make work your favorite okay but Buddy, even though he was attacked, even though he got snowballs thrown at him, even though he got locked up in jail, even though he got beat up and used and abused, he was still smiling. Because smiling was his favorite. He still had that joy. It reminds me of Paul in the Bible. Paul who was shipwrecked and put in jail and they tried to kill him with stones. I try not to say stoned anymore because that has a bad connotation in 2017. People threw rocks at him and uh, they tried to kill him several times. And he just got beat up. And yet he says this. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. If you want to read with me in your Bibles, the book of Philippians, we can flip to Philippians. Uh, Almost near the end of the Bible, after your Matthew, Mark, Luke, Johns, and uh, there's a couple of little books in there. One of them is named Philippians. starts with a P. I want to read this from Philippians 4 about Paul. Even though he had a crazy life, even though, man, he just went through the ringer. And he had all kinds of people against him, all kinds of circumstances against him. He had these words to say. If you want to read with me in Philippians chapter 4, look at verse 4. 
shipwrecked, beaten, left for dead, jailed. He says in verse 4, always be full of joy in the Lord. Really, Paul? Are you sure? I say it again. Rejoice. Okay, he's really sure. Like he says this two times. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me do, then the God of peace will be with you. I love that section. Rachel, isn't Philippians your favorite book? Yeah, partly because of that section. Rejoice in the Lord. Always I say, rejoice. No matter what you're going through in life, no matter who is against you, no matter what circumstances are against you, or just maybe some kind of random thing because we live in a fallen world, maybe it's a sickness or a car accident or a brain tumor or or cancer or whatever it is, a loss of a job or a loved one, no matter what you're going through, God is still God and God is still good. And He is still making a way for this world to be redeemed. Never, ever, ever forget that. Never lose the joy that comes with that. No matter what evil comes against you, we always, always, always have hope in Jesus. And Paul says, think about these things. Whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is noble, whatever is true, whatever is... Like God. We want to think like God, and that'll help us to have joy and peace and hope and love that passes beyond our circumstances. Oftentimes, people think happiness is when things are happy, when my job is good, when my spouse is nice, when my kids are obedient, which is never. When, uh, <laughs> when, I'm just kidding. When the things in your life are happy, when the happenings are good, then you're happy. But Paul and Jesus and God and Buddy the Elf say, doesn't matter what's going on. You have joy that passes beyond anything that you could ever experience. So will you focus your thoughts on that? And will you seek to be genuinely enthusiastic about the things of God? I don't know about you, but... There's a, I think there's a lot of dull Christians in the world. And maybe you encounter them. Maybe sometimes we are them. But we should be the most passionate, fired up, joy-filled people on the planet. Because of the hope that we have. Buddy, he has this kind of naivety about him. And that's part of the hilarious thing about Buddy the Elf. And not that we're naive by any means, but we can have, uh, Jesus calls for us to have a childlike faith, a childlike dependence. You know, a child, hopefully, trusts in their parent, is the idea. A child trusts in their parent, you know, my kids hold my hand, and we go, they don't know where we're going, but wherever it is, they know daddy will take care of them. I put them in the car, they have no idea, especially the younger ones, like where we're driving, sometimes we go on 
15, 20 hour trips and they're, they're just in the back like do, 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 do. I don't know what's going to happen but I know my mommy and daddy love me and I know they're going to take care of me. And when we, when we have that trust and childlike faith and dependence on God, God, I don't know what's going to happen in my life but I trust in you. I don't know where this road is going to take me but I trust that you are good. I trust that you uh, love me. I trust that no matter what craziness befalls my life, you are making a way. You are making a way in my life. Do you truly delight in what God's done for you? All that God's done through Jesus. I mean, if you think about all the things that God's done for you, like, we wouldn't have enough paper and ink. Okay, Creating the universe uh, is one. Creating you is another biggie. Uh, warm bed, you know, when we pray at night, we thank God. The kids thank God for a warm bed. Or a warm house and a soft bed. A lot of people don't have that. A family that loves you. A church family that loves you. We have blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. And the number one gift of all Christmases is who? Jesus. The best Christmas gift of all time. So to put it in Buddy the Elf's terms, will you make smiling your favorite? Okay. All right, we're going to watch this last clip and then close. Can't wait to see my dad. We're, we're going to go ice skating and, and eat sugar plums. Yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. You know, buddy, your father, well, he's on the naughty list. No! You're taking the books back? See, I, I see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to make me feel bad when, in actuality, you're the one that missed the payments. But the children love the books. I know that. Uh, you know, I'm the one that ran the focus groups, but I like hearing that. Listen, some people, they just lose sight of what's important in life. That doesn't mean they can't find their way again, huh? Maybe all they need is just a little Christmas spirit. I'm good at that. I know you are. Where do you want me to go? I don't care where you go. I don't care that you're an elf. I don't care that you're nuts. I don't care that you're my son. Get out of my life, now! You okay? Boy, am I glad to see you. The clausometer suddenly just dropped down to zero. There's just no Christmas spirit anymore. You found it. Buddy! I need to tell you something. Buddy, there's something I have to tell you right now. Um, I didn't mean anything I said back there, not, not a word. I know you may be a little um, um, uh, chemically imbalanced, but you've been right about a lot of things. I, I don't want you to leave. My son and I, I love you. So, you're really Santa Claus. You never can tell, kid. Tell me, Michael, what do you want for Christmas? I wanted a skateboard. Oh, not just a skateboard. A real huff board. Look at here.
Looky here. How do you like them apples? Go look and see. Before the turbine days, this baby used to run solely on Christmas spirit. You believed in me. You made my sleigh fly. Hold, if you're really Santa Claus, then we can just get some news cameras in here and everyone will believe in you, then your sleigh will fly, right? Christmas spirit is about believing, not seeing. The whole world saw me all would be lost. The paparazzi have been trying to nail me for years. Santa Claus is coming. If you take a note, you can write this last thought down. Believing is seen. Believing is seen. So Buddy's primary mission is to go into this foreign world of New York and get people to believe what they can't see in. Especially his father, who's on the naughty list. And believing in the unseen is what we call faith. It's what we call faith. Believing in the unseen. Buddy stands up for what he believes about Christmas, about Santa, even when it makes him unpopular because he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows deep down that this is true. Even when other people can't see it. There's a popular phrase. It goes, seeing is believing. You ever heard that? And then one of the jokes about an atheistic uh, teacher is, if I can't see it, I don't believe it's real, right? And then the kid says, well, like, teacher, I can't see your brain. So, does that mean? And the teacher's like, oh. But in the, in the, see, in the world of God, uh, in the spiritual realm, believing is seen in a lot of ways. We have faith, we believe, and then our spiritual sight is opened. I like what uh, Paul says in 2 Corinthians. For we live by faith, not by sight. Being a Christian, we take a leap of faith. We trust, we hope in a God that is difficult to prove in some ways to people who are uh, against Jesus. Today's world is a very cynical one. It's a very skeptical one. It's a very atheistic world. And in the minds of a lot of people... Jesus is no much, not much more real than Santa Claus. And uh, we have to, with our joy, with our hope, with our lives, try and help people see. Help people believe that even though they can't see Jesus, He is real. Just because you can't see something, that doesn't mean it's not there. Like that teacher's brain. Or like gravity. Or like molecules and things uh, in the air. Or you know, cells and things so small. Or things so far away in the universe. Just because you can't see something, that doesn't mean that it's not there. And we have to have faith and trust and believe that it is there. If you want to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, we're going to do a couple last verses today. If you are in Philippians, just go to the right, a few books. 
or if you know where Philippians was just a minute ago. Hebrews chapter 11. More near towards the end of the Bible. And the author of Hebrews, I want you to read the rest of this sometime. I know you've probably read this before. Uh, The book of Hebrews uh, chapter 11 is called the Hall of Faith. And it talks about all these people throughout the history of the world who have believed in what they couldn't see. And they were rewarded because of it. And they had hope and joy and peace and love and eternity because of it. Read that this afternoon. I encourage you. Read it with your kids. I know we're doing the Christmas story and you read Luke chapter 2 with your kids or by yourself. But read Hebrews chapter 11 this week. I just want to focus on the first few verses that preface uh, all these people who had faith and believed in what they couldn't see. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old, they earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we see now did not come from anything that can be seen. We have faith. We have faith. As Christians, we have faith in what we cannot see. We have confidence that Jesus is real. Jesus is (coughs) resurrected. Excuse me. (coughs) Jesus is alive. We have faith. That's why they say believing in Jesus. We believe. We have faith in Him. And it changes our lives. It should change our life, I should say. Now what happens in this movie is Buddy the Elf's dad, he goes through this journey where he's very angry, he's on the naughty list, he is treating people poorly, he's not there for his family, and then Buddy the Elf changes his life. He helps him to see joy again. Helps him to see how important family is, how important Christmas is in the things of life. And he goes through this journey, and he believes at the end. And he apologizes to Buddy the Elf, and he repents, and he says, I want to be a family. I want to do this right. I haven't been raising my kids right. I haven't been treating my wife correctly. I haven't been uh, being the, the worker that I should be. I've been cheating and lying and scheming and doing unethical practices in my work. But I want to change my ways because of what you've taught me. Because I now have faith and I believe. And he changes. And in our lives as Christians, when we say, I surrender my life to you, Jesus, then we're done. And we can just live however we want to live the rest of our life and do whatever we want to do, right? No. Wrong. Real faith, true faith, faith in Jesus, where you surrender every area of your life, it can't not change you. It can't not change us. How we treat our family and how we do our job. He quits his job because his boss is on him and uh, he wants him to take time away from his kid and he's done with that. He's so tired of not being there for his family. And with the area of money, with the area of entertainment or relationships or uh, whatever it is, being a good neighbor, every part of our life, Jesus changes. That's why Where's the bulletin? It says on the front, Jesus changes everything! 
Because he does. Jesus doesn't just change our Sunday morning. Okay? Doesn't ju- Jesus doesn't just change uh, that we go to a candlelight service for Christmas instead of staying at home watching Buddy the Elf. Okay? Jesus doesn't just change a, a few things in our life. He doesn't just want to make some tweaks here and there. To, to give you eternal life and then say, hey, do whatever you want with it. When you come to Jesus, by faith believing, Jesus changes everything. Will you let him change your life? Will you have that faith? Will you believe in what we cannot see? Will you let him change your priorities? If, if you say, I follow Jesus, but he doesn't change how you live, how you talk, how you act, what you do, then we really need to re-examine our faith in Jesus. Like we're talking about in Sunday school. Where's my Sunday school class? Savannah, are you awake back there? Hey, and Caleb. All right. All right. We're doing, in the teen class, we're doing not a fan. And we've talked about this before. Being a fully devoted follower of Jesus, not just, yeah, I think he's a good guy. Where are you at in your life with him? In closing, we're all born into sin. Okay? We are all born on the naughty list so to speak, like Buddy the Elf's dad. But you don't have to stay there. Buddy, one of the ru- rules of being an elf is there's room for everybody on the nice list. <laughs> and what I want to tell you today is that there's room for everybody in Jesus's what the Bible calls the book of life, the Lamb's book of life, the book for eternity. And your name and your friends' names and your family and your neighbors, everyone's... Uh, There's room for everybody in the Lamb's Book of Life. We must share this joy, this hope, this peace with them, especially when they might be a little bit more receptive during the Christmas time. Help them to experience the real joy, the real hope of a real risen Savior by trusting in Him to have the free gift of eternal life. Amen? Let's do that. Let's just not... Say amen when I tell you to say amen, but let's go out from this building and be the church in the world. Harry and Diana are going to lead us in our last closing song. And what I want you to do is another uh, rule for Buddy the Elf is the best way to spread Christmas cheer is what? By singing loud for all to hear. So let's do that together. Would you stand as we sing? God, we do thank you and praise you for bringing joy into our world. Each individual person here, I pray that you would pour out your spirit and your power and your blessing on them as we go from this building this week to spread that joy that you've given to us to everybody around us. Help us to uh, let speak through us, Lord, so that other people might know Jesus and the power in his name. Father, I pray um, as we get close to the Christmas season, closer and closer and closer, that you would help us to remember your son Jesus, 
and the gift you gave us on that first Christmas. Toys and things are fun and good, but God, help us not to get sidetracked. Help us to focus like a laser on Jesus. The meaning, uh, the true meaning for the season, the reason why we're here, the reason why we have eternity with you is all because of Jesus. We thank you, um, God, for giving us the gift of Jesus. And I pray, I pray, Lord, that you would uh, use us to be your church in the world this week. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen.